Welcome to Meet the Developer at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Please welcome our guest moderator for this evening, Craig Stevens. Ladies and gentlemen, please will you give me your greatest cheer and applause for one of the most iconic men on the planet, Mr. David Hasselhoff. Listen, st thank you so much for coming out. I mean, we'll, we'll talk uh, in, in detail about the reason why you're here tonight, which is incredible. But you are singer, actor, producer, uh, now app developer as well, which is incredible. But let me ask you, how does it feel to you inside knowing that you are an icon? I look at myself as I'm just so proud and so happy to be continually working, you know? But you say that, but, but Baywatch is one of the biggest shows ever <laughs> in the history of television. We got the worst reviews ever. <laughs> I mean, first it was a stud and a talking car on Knight Rider, and then <laughs> Baywatch, we just got annihilated, you know? Um, but, it, but it was those critics that were probably watching it week in and week yeah, out, they, they, Yeah, they knew, uh, they knew every size of the girls on the show. That's what the <laughs> internet's for, kids. That's what the internet's for. Um, but going back, you know, and, and, and kind of dwelling a little further onto that first question, but was there a point, that, say, during Knight Rider that you went, hang on a minute, wow, like, I am known the world over? Because some people have fame for a very short space of time, and they kind of live with it, and, and, right. and then they have to deal with what comes after that. You've never had to deal with that, because it's continued. And like you no, say, you're very lucky. No, I could not get a job after Knight Rider. I mean, I saw casting breakdowns that said, David Hasselhoff. Um, we want a guy six foot four who looks like David Hasselhoff. And I said, here I am. I look just like him. And they said, no, not you. Because after Knight Rider, they not, I could not get a job. So I went to Austria. I found out I had a hit record in Austria called, I am the Knight Rocker. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> one person. <laughs> she's, she's from Austria. Yeah, she's Hello. from Austria. Ah, I love that song. Oh, you're so yeah, great. Oh, it's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> So I found Can we out get security <laughs> for her because she's really scaring me well, now? Well, there's only four people in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one they, of them's here. And one of them bought my record. So that's like, a, you know, 25%. But I found out that I had a hit record in Austria uh, from a little girl that came over to have lunch with me. And I said, well, there's my opening. So I shipped a couple of cars to Austria and sang on top of the Knight Rider car, figuring if they wouldn't come and see me, they come and see the car. So that's how the whole thing started, you know? So it's like, I just kind of take whatever opportunity is in front of me, you know, and just kind of roll with it. And sometimes, I mean, even the panto, it's like, it's fantastic. I mean, people say, "Why you're the Knight Rider. Why are you doing the panto? Knight Rider, I, the biggest thing with guys come up to me and say, you're a part of my childhood. That is so cool. And I said, and I, you know, and they tell me stories about, where they were, or how they got punished by, you can't watch Knight Rider tonight, you know, or people from Soweto, because I went to Soweto, and I talked to them, you know, before apartheid, you know, was a stat, was, was, was banished. And I went to, um, um, uh, behind the Berlin Wall, and they were actually watching Knight Rider before the, before the wall came down. They actually could satellite it in. They satellited it into Iraq. And Iran, I'm serious. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's so bizarre that we're all killing each other and we're all fighting around the world, but we'll all sit down and watch MTV, watch the World Cup, and watch Knight Rider and Baywatch, and we all get along, right? And that's what the Internet's about. That's the power of the Internet. The power of the Internet is not to somebody to go on. We know when there's a jerk on the Internet. We know when it's, it, it's a positive thing. And if we use it in a positive way, Man, we can stick together. I mean, 
how many people still want to live by Knight Rider rules? One man can make a difference. You can make a difference. If you make a difference in your own life, you make a difference in everyone else's lives. You guys have made a huge difference in my life. And why do I do Panto? Because I'm saying thank you. And who comes? Families. And they see Peter Pan. And they go, what's this about? It's about believe, believing in yourself, and you can fly, and you're not going to grow up. It's awesome, and it keeps me young, you know, and, and it keeps me, like, super humble. And so when I say, do I look at myself as an icon? No, I look at myself as a humble human being who's my father's son who says, thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you, seriously. You know. Going back to Knight Rider, because Knight Rider was, was, was part of me growing up, and I own the DVDs <laughs> now as well, and it, it, it is. It's, a, it's an incredible... Did you have a Knight Rider tricycle with a little scanner on it? Here's <laughs> the thing, right? One Christmas, I had a fight oh, with I my... Oh, I knew it. Everyone tells me these stories. Yeah. I love this. Go I had a fight with my cousin, because he had the <laughs> Knight Rider car, and I didn't get one. Oh, my so God. So I kind of was really annoyed. So I used to play with his Knight Rider car at Christmas Day. It was his Knight Rider car, and he punched right. me in the face. So actually, you <laughs> got me in a fight with my own family. And I'm not invited around there this uh, for Christmas now either, and I'm like 25 years older. Wait, anyway. I have a story on that. I, uh, one guy told me that he said, could you please get me a Knight Rider car for my son? Please, 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 please. So I looked everywhere. I finally found a Knight Rider car for his son. I sent it to him. He called me back, and he said it was the worst Christmas ever. I said, why? He said, because when the kid opened it up, instead of saying, hello, hello, Michael, it said, hola, Michael, como esta? <laughs> <laughs> and the kid started to cry. I said, oh, no, you got a Spanish car. <laughs> if, if we find a British one, can we swap it? Because I really hello, want Hello, Michael, one. where are we hello, going? Michael, all, right. all right, yeah. Eject Let's go for a pint. Eject yourself. Let me ask you a question, then, about Knight Rider. Was there someone doing his responses? When you're talking to Kit, is there someone in the back of the car going, Mike, we'll dub this in later. Michael, jump about a bit. What? No, what not we in probably had a, that voice, but you get the idea. We had the script supervisor. If you're on a show, you and you, you, have you ever watch a show where the guy never looks at the, you know, at the road. He's always looking at the passenger. It's because the cars are being towed, and then they have a script supervisor, and she would read the part of um, of uh, William Daniels who played Kit to me, and then when things got really bad, we called it. S-H-I-T buying time. We had no time between 6 and 6.30. I put all the lines on the dashboard. So I go, how you doing, Kit? Turn right, Kit. And we would just read the lines off the dashboard. But mainly it was the script supervisor. And I got to meet William Daniels, who is um, um, Mr. Sweeney in um, Boy Meets Girl, uh, Boy Meets World, and also uh, Dr. Craig in St. Elsewhere. He played the voice of Kit. I didn't meet him until the Christmas party. And I said, hi, I'm Michael. He says, hello, I'm Kit. <laughs> I said, well, Merry Christmas. He goes, it looks like we have a hit, don't we? <laughs> yeah, amazing actor. So going from Knight Rider, what was that gap like between Knight Rider and, and Baywatch for you then? It was out of work. I was, my first marriage was falling apart, and I was sitting at home, and I, I was devastated. And I, a little girl came to visit me, and she said, your record's number one in Austria. I had an opening. As soon as I found an opening, I went with it. I called up the promoter of uh, the magazine that sent me over, and I said, hi, I'm David Schwartz, figuring I need a nice Jewish name that represents David Hasselhoff. And I said, I represent David Hasselhoff, and uh, is his song number one? And they said, yes, it is. And I said, can you put him on tour, put me in, uh, in touch with a rock and roll promoter? And they did. So I, I got my father, who shipped two Knight Rider cars, two black Trans Ams over to Austria in a place called um, 
Wiener Neustadt in Austria, and my father comes over, who was doing the merchandising, and he says, I got good news and bad news. I said, what's the good news? We're sold out. I said, Dad, that's great. What's the bad news? I have no idea where to get more. <laughs> We're in Austria. I'll be back. He comes back two days later with a little Austrian man and a bunch of T-shirts. And that's how the career began. And it, now it's like 40 gold and platinum records. And when did you realize that Baywatch was the phenomenon? So, for example, <laughs> you, shop, you shoot Baywatch, and then the reviews come out. And like you say, they're, they're not overly... They're not no, overly they canceled the show. So how does that then work? Like, when was that? We bought changed? the show. They canceled. Well, what happened was they, the, the, the guys came to me and said, Knight Rider, and, and they canceled the show, um, Baywatch. They canceled Baywatch. The first year, we killed seven people in Malibu. I said, no one's going to want to come to Malibu because everyone's drowning and, or getting killed. So they, they made it like a crime drama. So we found out that it was huge success around the world. So ITV actually put in 100000 an episode. We got the rest of the money from Germany. My song, Looking for Freedom, was number one. The Berlin Wall had come down. It was 1989. It's 25 years this year for the Berlin Wall. And I was able, with four other guys, to take the opportunity and bring the show back. And we lasted 11 years. And um, um, it's the most watched show of all time that's now. The, that's the thing. And you're so humble about it. But it is the biggest show we have ever had in the history of television. But you know, it's, I think it has to do with the weather. You just yeah. turn on the show to see a little sunshine, you know? I think that was, I mean, one of the reasons there are a couple <laughs> that come to mind. Yes. But maybe because we're all going, we would love to be there. That's the, that's the show I remember growing up thinking, I just want to drown somewhere well, in the hope that Pammy will come save me. You God know, bless but me, some of those. Or you, but yeah, you know. well, no, no, no. But I mean, if you go to Southern California, especially if you can go to Santa Monica, you go to Malibu. But if you go down to Huntington Beach, the lifeguards really look like that. And, and you see a lot of guys fainting, drowning just because they're hot and they want to get rescued. You know, can I tell you, right? This is honestly true. You can Google this. Um, there's a survey online that says if you were drowning, who's the person, the celebrity you'd most want to rescue you. Right. So you're number one. Buble is number two. <laughs> I don't know what audience is polling this. Yeah, I don't know. I either want to be rescued by the handsome icon that is the Hoff, or Buble can sing to me while I'm dying. I don't know which one. But that's the thing. You know, there is a point that you became so iconic from Baywatch. I mean, for example, you know, in, in Piranha, 3 Double D, you, you are the Hoff. You know, you have to be in these shows because people I want did Piranha 3 Double D because I knew it was going to be probably the worst movie ever. No, it's not the worst it movie is. ever. It's the worst no, movie. No, it's not. I love that about it, though. I mean, it's just so, I mean, it's so bad, it's good. Is it bad to know that I then purchased it in three double D? Three double D, yeah. Actually, can we delete that from the <laughs> podcast in case future girlfriends are yeah. watching? Well, the, the new one has the piranhas walking, so you know it's bad. <laughs> you yeah, in that one? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Well, <laughs> I'll never say no. I'm in Ted, though. Coming up in Ted. I was going to say, you've not long finished Ted 2, right? No, I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I have a cameo in Ted 2, and um, I'm really super proud. I just came from, um, I think, 2015, all my dreams are coming true. And it's, it's kind of a happy, sad time for me because it's, um, I'm doing um, my own TV series called Hoff the Record on Dave TV, the Dave channel, and they named the channel after me. <laughs> That's so cool. They did, didn't they? Anyway, we're Hoff the Record comes out. It's kind of like Tales of the Hoff. I moved to the UK. It's kind of like a uh, blo you know, blown out of proportion uh, 
version of my life. We're doing a, a movie called Killing Hasselhoff, which is like a celebrity death pool. We finished that. I was going to say, this sounds amazing. Well, it we got Kenny Young in it. We got Hulk Hogan. We got uh, Jim Jeffries, Reese Darby, uh, um, John Lovitz from Saturday Night Live plays my agent. And it's basically, you know, kind of like uh, there's a big death pool of people that have kind of been in trouble at times, like I have, and in the press. And um, they think that, uh, you know, they, they vote on who's going to die first, and, and they decide to cash in, and they chase me to my house to kill Hasselhoff. But you'll be hearing a lot about it. It's really, really funny. Um, at which point, though, uh, and this is a really difficult question to ask, because you, haven't, you don't take yourself seriously in terms of what you do. In fact, it, you know, going back and... But that's amazing. A, a person who's been in the industry as long as you, 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 you've, you don't find they are this humble or relaxed about their personas. You and know, I, please, I, I hope this is coming out the right way, but, but, you know, for example, doing Piranha 3 Double D and films like that, you, you, know, you laugh at the characters that you've portrayed in the past. But, I mean, um, um, the guy from Back to the Future, you know, was in that. I mean, I can't remember his name, you know. Um, Mr. What, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher, Lo Christopher Lloyd, who always talks like this. Great he makes stuff. every single... And then when you meet him, he goes, Hi, how you doing? I'm Christopher Lloyd. But then he gets on there and he goes, Action. He goes, The piranhas are coming. He makes every single word work. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to be working. And the people that take this job for granted, uh, you know, it, it really kind of pisses me off because it, it's, we're lucky. It's so hard to get a job in show business, and it's so hard to continue working that, you know, I just kind of go with the flow, and the fact that, that you guys are still here is awesome to me. I mean, it's been, I started on The Young and the Restless, which is like Coronation Street, in 1976, yeah, to 82. When you were minus nine. <laughs> minus nine. Yeah, you're not that old. <laughs> yeah, no, I started in 1976, and uh, I played Snapper, a doctor on the soap opera, and I left to go to New York because I wanted to sing. And I finally ended up going to New York. And I didn't get on Broadway till I was 48 years old. And then it took me 40 years to get there. But I did Jekyll and Hyde. I did Chicago and the West End. Now I'm doing Hoff the Hook, Don't You Just Love Me, with uh, Christopher Biggins, who's a lovely guy. And we're out the South End. And we're having a blast. Let me try and put you on the spot then for one thing. If you were only able to do one, would it be... Would it be kind of singing? Would it be the acting, the right to producing? Because you're kind of involved with all aspects of making the TV shows and, and, and films as well. So which, if you had to choose one, which is your true passion in your heart? I, I think entertaining. You know, I think that um, I did my own talk show in Sweden this year, and we were up for a Kristallin Award, which was the best talk show. And, and I was just playing Dean Martin. I grew up watching Dean Martin, you know, and I figured... I just realized about, really, honest to God, about five nights ago, the Hoff is really Dean Martin, you know? He was always having a blast. He was always, you know, he got in trouble for his drinking. He, was, he got in trouble for his women. But he was always laughing and always singing. And that's what it's about. It's called entertainment. Entertain me. That's why I got into the app. See how it swayed way right into that? I, I, do you know what? I don't <laughs> even know why I'm here. That was the best segue ever. Well, let, how does this come about? So you're, you're, you're singing, you're, you're working nonstop. I mean, you are the, one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And then you go, I want to I wanna make an app. Because that's not the norm for David Hasselhoff in our minds. I wanted to, to invent a game that I could play. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I didn't have to go through so many doors and go yeah. through this level and that level. So I said, why don't we have a laugh? 
with Baywatch, you know, have, uh, have the Mitch Buchanan come out in the Knight Rider car and kill my favorite thing is Zombieland, you know? I mean, The Walking Dead and Zombies is like, you know, it doesn't get any better than that for yeah. me. I love zombies. So we, uh, we put a few Baywatch babes and a few agents and managers as zombies, and we made a game. Um, I was doing a thing called Dance Hoff for PlayStation, and we had a Dance Hoff competition like Britain's Got Talent around the world. I can't dance. So uh, I invented some stupid little dance, and then all these kids played, and the guys who developed it, they said, would you like to do your own game? And I said, sure. And I said, and they said, well, how much money do you want? I said, I don't want any money. I just want to be a part of the game. So we developed the game that's based on Baywatch, Knight Rider, and something I take a lot of heat for is my singing. So the ultimate level, when you finally open up all the chests and get to all the weapons and get to the final, I sing people to death. <laughs> I kill zombies. <laughs> and they're dead. <laughs> dead. I want that as my ringtone. Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> what that is. The death, the zombie death song. Who's on the phone? Hop! It's ringing again. Hop! <laughs> can we do that for the rest of the show? Um, I'm gonna. Can I play it? Can I? Can I play this game? Is that yeah, right? Can yeah, I? Keep, can sure. I stop playing? I think you guys might be able to see. Can you see it up there? Okay, cool. All right, let me just. We used it up. to have this, you know. Serves up, brain dead. Okay. You can you do you want to um kind of talk them through it while I play. Yeah. You want to talk kind of what I'm doing? I think it's only like 69 cents or free. But we, we're supposed to say, surf's up, brain dead, and the zombies are coming out of the ocean. And you just press up and down on the feet to move it, and you kill the zombies. Right. The zombies are coming. The zombies are, where are the zombies? Yeah, there they come. They're coming from South End. They just saw my panto. <laughs> help me, help me. If they were coming from South End, they'd have more legs. Yes. That's a South End <laughs> joke. We're going to cut that. And the crabs down here, do they have the coins, the crabs of coins? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, if, if more coin, the more zombies you get, you get to pick up the, uh, the coins, with, and it opens the chests. And if you open the chests, chests are, are synonymous with Baywatch. And you open the chest, <laughs> there's money in there. Woohoo! <laughs> and then you get on to the next level. And, um, you know, we're just getting going with this thing, so we want to try and invent something that's from... People from 5 to 85 can play, and you know, you can play it on the tube and, and have some fun. It's, it's quite addictive from my girlfriend, and I can't get her off this game, which is not Okay, really we're going to play one more good. time. It's, it's yeah. genius. It is genius. That's the thing. What I really love about it, it it's, it's, it's kind of what you said earlier. It's not a game that you need to study no, for no, 15 I come hours from before you can press play. You know, and Pac-Man and Centipede, so uh, it's just kill the zombies, but it's... Um, People who love who, who who have seen the game and played the game love the game. But I mean, it's really easy. When was that moment though that you decided this is what I want to do? I I always like to stay fresh with the kids, you know. But then I found out that people who really play the games are not just the kids; it's everybody, you know. I was going to say games are more yeah. popular now with with older people. You know, we everybody loves them. We all love games. I'm now. still known from the kids, and I was in SpongeBob SquarePants. I was going to say. I mean, my, when that came around, my agent goes, you want to make a movie about a sponge? And I said, uh, yeah, it's only the number one you know, cartoon character in, on the planet. It's SpongeBob is bigger than Mickey Mouse. I saw recently, though, the, um, the I, I want to call it an animatronic. I'm not entirely sure what it was. They had a mold of you, and it's about 15 foot long, which they oh made yeah. for the movie that, that they kind of had to use. Right. And, th and they auctioned it. And I was trying to find out how much it went for. But starting bids for like a 15-foot hoth was something like $30,000. Yeah. 
We ended up not selling it because I'm. Can I, I have it? It's a. No, I thought maybe I, uh, you know, like when I die, I'll have a big, you know, like on Hollywood Boulevard, visit the Hoff, you know. Like a 15 foot version, yeah. <laughs> just laying down they the walk of built, fame. Well, they, it was a, it was a hundred thousand dollar, twelve foot, seven hundred and fifty pound version of David Hasselhoff in the water, and they used it for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, and they, and I asked them, what are you going to do with it? And they said, you want it? And I said, sure. So. Was in my in my house for a few years. Scared a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, uh, you know, have you kind of had stuff from each of the shows you've done? Have you have you been able to keep certain things? I mean, yeah, that's where we just from. had a big sale. We had a big sale. Most of the money went to the Race for Life Foundation. Uh, I do I do a lot of work with kids and stuff, and so we we sold most of the stuff. Um, not most of the stuff, uh, like a third of it, but we even um, sold a Night Rider car and uh, Baywatch games and. Different awards we gotten because it was just getting just getting overwhelming and uh, yeah. and the money went to a good cause but um, no it's just it's just you know I've been around for a long time and I just feel like I'm just beginning you know I'm, I'd love to do something like in like Flint you know an American James Bond so I'm working on that so oh you'd be an we'll amazing see. Bond yeah we'll see Daniel no Daniel Craig's not, not going to last forever being, you can't have an American Bond you, you know. could I don't, I don't know really you uh, don't think so do your best uh, British Bond voice yeah. Sean Connery. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do this for the rest of the interview. Yeah. Sure, shall we open the questions? I can't do it for the moment. Sure, it guys. Like be rude. Who, uh, who has a question for the Hoff? Yeah. Can we can we go? Uh, do we have a? There we go. This guy at the back was the first person to put his hand up, and he's been waiting a long time. Hello, sir. What's your question? Can I carry on playing the game? Do you mind? No, you can go. For Thank it. you so more, much. More welcome. <laughs> Hi there, David. Good morning. Massive, massive fan. All I really, really want to know is. Knight Rider going to come back in in a film. I know it's with the um, with the Weinstein studio at the moment. I know they've got the rights. I know Glenn, he's unfortunately just passed away, but is Knight Rider going to come back? <laughs> I really want to know that. <laughs> I just read the script recently, and it's going to be like 22 Jump Street. It's going to be a send-up of Knight Rider. And I tried like hell to keep it cool, you know, because I kept saying, we have a franchise that'll go on forever. I was the one that actually brought it back to NBC, and they, they said, we love the idea, we love the new Michael Knight, you're gonna be like the Devon character, but the bad news is we don't want you in it. And I went, wow. And it was another awakening of Hollywood for me, and I kept saying, well, I don't have to be in it, let me just fix it. So it's got heart, humor, and action, and they didn't want me a part of it, so it died. And the cool thing about it was everybody who watched Knight Rider all over the world came up to me and said, what's this new Knight Rider? It's not Knight Rider. They no. tried to fix it. And I was really disappointed because I thought it was going to be great. I thought, well, this is going to go on forever. And it would take all the kids that grew up watching the show would now bring their kids involved. And I'd be like Devin, who passed away, Edward Mulhair, who is from Cork, Ireland, dear friend. And then it, um, I, I was partners with Glenn, and then Glenn uh, then... I lost the rights and went to the Weinstein Company, and they said, we're going to make a comedy. So I'm sure it'll be funny, but it won't be Knight Rider. But in my movie, Killing Hasselhoff, we have Kit. And All right, uh, good, good. Lots good. of fun in it. As so. long as Kit's there, excellent. Yeah. Thanks for that. Cheers. Cheers. In, in terms of things like 21 and 22 Jump Street, I mean, they are huge films as well. Would that, would that bring a certain uh, nostalgia back to certain people? And would they then go, you know what, this is really funny, but we want to go back and see those originals. And, and you know, we can still get them on DVD and stuff like that. Boy, if I knew that an answer, I mean, I, I was so devastated when we took it to, to NBC and they changed it. And, you know, I love NBC. It's one of my home, it's my home. And uh, we were number one with America's Got Talent. And uh, 
it was just a creative idea, and, and it just didn't work. And um, because the formula of Knight Rider was, was, like I said, heart, humor, and action. A lot of humor, and a, and a, and, but a lot of heart. And then what they forget about is, is the heart. And um, so in the Weinstein movie, it's really funny. I mean, it's a funny script, but it's, you know. And people will go see it because of the title, Knight Rider, but it's not Knight Rider. I mean, I don't want to give anyway, anything away to anyone who hasn't seen the remake of 21 Jump Street, but Johnny Depp kind of, you know, gets an appearance. Yeah. Spoiler. So is that something that you would be part of <laughs> in, 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 a, in any way? I mean, because it wouldn't be that movie without you. It depends on who the director is and what the part is. I read the part that they wanted me to play, and probably no. But, if, they, but it, you know, if it's a great director and it's funny, why not? You know, why not? You know, it's, it's entertainment. As long as it's entertaining... And people walk out of the theater laughing, even though it's not Night Rider. Great. You want to go to a film and be moved. You don't want to go and watch special effects and a bunch of apes kill each other with guns. <laughs> you know? I mean, oh, my God. I was watching that movie, and I just walked away going, what? <laughs> you know, what is this about? Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Serkis. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. I'm sorry. It's, it's just, you know, it's just yeah. my opinion. It was not entertaining. It was, yeah. it was, it goes against, I mean, if I had a little kid there watching that, it's absolutely the wrong message. You know, it's about saving lives and, and, and not, a, you know, we got to get over this, you know. Let's get another question. Um, this lady here. Can we pass the microphone over? Thank you very much. Hi, what's your question? Hi. Uh, what an honor, first of all. Um, as a working actress myself, I was wondering how you've managed to make a lifelong career and what advice do you have for someone in the early stages of a career or someone trying to have long success like you have. The advice I have for you is the advice I give to me myself is just is wake up every day and thank God that you have the talent and the, and and don't ever lose your drive. And if someone says no to you, you use that in a positive way. You know, the, I told my daughters the, the hardest thing in show business is how well you deal with rejection because you're going to lose 99.9% .9 of the parts and and you don't even know why you lost it, but you're going to get that one chance and that one chance is worth all the knows when you walk on that stage and you're on that stage you go yeah this is what I, it took me 40 years to get to Broadway and when I walked on that stage I couldn't stop crying because I made it I never gave up you have to take every single job you can you got to do you uh, you got to get on every set if you have to sneak into a set you sneak into a set and you might walk by and the director will go I want her that's how we did Baywatch we picked girls off seriously off the beach you know, they walk by and we say, shoot that in slow motion. <laughs> and then suddenly, next season, she'd be on the show. You know? Can she act? Who cares? <laughs> shoot her in slow motion. And you know why we did slow motion? Because we had no money. We were, yeah, we were like eight minutes short. So we shot everybody in slow motion. And we were still short. So I said, shoot the freaking titles in slow motion. <laughs> and we went, we got it. We got 48 minutes. Yeah. 11 years later. Why? Because you just, you know, it's like you don't step over dollars to pick up pennies. You just pick it up. You take what's in front of you, and you never let anybody get in your face, you know? And, you, and, 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 you know, it's just, I mean, I've had stuff that's happened to me. Even this last Knight Rider thing that happened to me was just mind-boggling that they didn't want me in the movie. I'm going, that's crazy. But it just gave me more incentive to keep going, you know, and as they say, I guess the best one is success is the best revenge. 
just keep going, you know? And, and look, at, I mean, look, look at me. Look at what's happened to me in my career. It's been up and crazy and down, you know? But it's always been positive. My daughters and I are extremely close, and I've had a great life. Whatever they say in the press, but they say that in the press. Why? Because it sells tickets, you know? The funniest thing is I was working with Pierce Morgan and Sharon Osbourne, and they said the Daily Mail wants to do an interview um, about them. And, they, and, and so we know what Sharon and Pierce said? Trash us. Say horrible things. Because if you say something nice, they're not going to print it. So I went, hmm. So I said, well, Pierce is hard to get along with, and Sharon's kind of stuck up. Ah! You know? And it was all over the Daily Mail. And the next day they went, yeah, good, mate. That's it. You know? <laughs> it's all a big game. You know? Um, but get involved in it, everything you can, you know? I mean, read everything. Get involved in every possible thing you can do. One thing will lead to another. My first job was in an industrial film choking. <laughs> and I didn't get the part because when you choke, you're not supposed to make a noise. But there was an agent there. <laughs> and, he, and he came to me and he said, would you like an agent? I got an agent from that stupid little commercial. Yeah. Yeah, so. Can I just thank you and shake your hand for Cheers, guys. slow motion? <laughs> Just personally, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, let's get another question. Let's go this side. We haven't had a question from this side. Let's. Um, <coughs> there was someone. Uh, really? Now you've all Hello. gone shy. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you heard that, but this woman over there just went, I ain't shy! I want him! I ain't Austrian either, I'm well, sorry. Oh, hello. <laughs> no, Def definitely not from Austria. If he gets good... No, um, but We'll get subtitles for yeah. him, it's fine. Obviously a big fan of the Night Rocker album and <laughs> your music in particular. Um, I was wondering, what is your particularly favourite song? I'm very keen on the, the nice cheesy ones like Je T'aime. Jatem, uh, wow, you know my stuff. Yeah. Isn't that fabulous? Well, there's a record that I did with, with uh, Frank Wildhorn, um, who, he, Leslie Brickus, Brickus and him, Leslie Brickus wrote the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he wrote uh, she, um, um, Scrooge, you know, which is playing about 100 times a day in my house because of my Welsh girlfriend. Thank you very much, thank you very much, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. I love um, his music, and they wrote a song uh, called um, This Is The Moment. I actually sing it in um, the panto. And I did an album called The Romantics called This Time Around. It's called This Time Around. It was written by mostly that song, This Time Around, is kind of like my life story. This time around, I'm going to make it. This time around, I'll make it last. You know, so it's about the second time around getting it right. And that's what that kind of my life's about. Do, do you feel that, though? Do you feel like the f you, you kind of didn't get it right the first time? No, no, but it's a good song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I feel like a lot of, I w that, that I'm a lot smarter now and that I wouldn't take things so personally. You know, we take life so seriously that, you know, and, you know, you can't. You can't take life. So I mean, once you realize that life isn't fair, no matter what happens, it's not fair, and you don't take it personally, man, that's a big one. Because that's what we all get in trouble with, alcohol and booze and gambling and depression. How about depression is such a huge thing. I mean, look what happened to Robin Williams. He made the entire world happy, but he couldn't make himself happy. That's what we got to look at. Why can't we be happy, you know? And my girlfriend is the ha one of the happiest people ever, and I, I, I look at her, and I learn from that. It makes me stop and wait, wait. This is, be happy, you know? 
And that's, you know, that's kind of what it's after me. What was that? Uh, we'll move off the subject, because obviously it's a very touchy subject, and I kind of bring dwell on that, but what was the defining moment that turned it around for you? Was there one particular moment you're no. like, you went, hang on a minute, and you snapped and no, went, no. It's no, no there's, it, it's kind of still coming. I still get hit with, hit, hit with it in the face every day, you know? But you got to laugh at it. you got to laugh at it, you know? It's not how hard you fall, it's how fast you get up, you know? And, uh, and sometimes, you know, I just fell the other night. I was on the Panto, and I, I was all oh, feeling great. The show's doing great. We're breaking all the records. I can't wait to get out. I, uh, and I blew the whole show. I, I, I messed up my entrances, my exits. I forgot my lines. And I came back into my dressing room, and, ju and the director came in, and I just said, wow. You know, boy, was that a wake-up call. And the next show, which was in about an hour, I had the best show I've ever had. You know, because I realized, don't take it this for granted. This is an audience out there. They're paying their money. And do the best you can. And it was fantastic. So never look back. Uh, so let's talk about what's next for you then. I, I know you, t you touched on it a little bit. but let's. What's talk next is um, finishing the panto. Um, we, we run through January 13th. And uh, it's really good. Christopher Biggins is worth every dime. Uh, the show's great. Um, then I come back and I finish editing Hoff the Record. Same people that did um, An Idiot Abroad with Ricky Gervais, You and Me Productions. So we've got a really good crew behind us. And we're going to be on the Dave channel, which will be sometime in uh, May. Uh, we'll be at Leicester Square, probably premiering the show. We're coming here with Killing Hasselhoff. I've uh, got Ted coming out. Um, and I've got a crazy video coming out where I was in Justin Bieber's new video, which <laughs> is kind of bizarre. Uh, but he's a, but we're, we're friends, and he's a lovely guy. And no matter what you read about him, he's got a heart. And he's a super cool guy. And so he asked me to be in his video, and I asked him to be in the movie, and uh, we did both. Can you say what you do in the video, and can you say what he does in the, in the movie? Are, are you allowed to give I it away? I can't say what he does in the movie, because it, it's a... Uh, it's illegal. It, no, <laughs> no. No, it has something to do with the kit car, but it's really fun. And it's amazing that I actually got him because he didn't have to do that. And he's a lovely guy. He really is. And, then, you know, the press, you know, got all over him like they've gotten all over all of us. And, but underneath of it, he's just a cool guy. He's just growing up. That's I was going to say, uh, you know, your career, looking at him and, and, you know, making mistakes is part of life, right? And he's, he's well, made, well, made a couple, but he'll grow from Everybody them makes mistakes. We yeah. just get like, you know, it's just like played 11 million times well, on the internet. <laughs> that's, the pro that's the problem. <laughs> you know, you know, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You know, it only happened once, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but he's a cool guy. And, and um, so, um, um his video, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it's him and Cody Simpson, but it's a, it's a cute video. So I'm just, just kind of doing what I want right now, and uh, we're, we're, we'll finish the panto, and then actually we go to Finland to do a Finnish talk show, which is like the Swedish talk show. And then we, um, we're opening up a beach resort in Bali called Basque. And so we shoot down to Australia to do that. I'm available to help out <laughs> with that one. If <laughs> yeah, I we need a host to come on down. Basque in the sun. I've got the premiere in, in May, did you say? I'll host yeah. that, and then we're going we're gonna to bar Yeah, it. definitely host the premiere, for sure. It has been nothing short of a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, please go crazy. Thank for you the all legend, very much. Mr. We'll be, um, David Hasselhoff. We're hanging around for a little bit to sign autographs and take pictures, so come on and get me while I'm hot, because i got to get back to uh, South End on Sea. Don't you just love me? Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, David Hasselhoff. Check out the game. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you to Apple. You guys are terrific. Thank you very much.